Electric Eels Extravaganza. Nine-nine. The circus is closed, and so are the Ringling Brothers. Open up your earballs. It's time for the shakedown. Friends, colleagues, acquaintances, genuine enemies, and welcome to The Shakedown. I am your one true host, Austin Stevens. Joining me this week... Your actual host, Dan Schweitzer. <laughs> We're just going to keep this going, but I'm not getting into it again. <laughs> Clearly, Austin has not found an example of a host that has missed an episode. <laughs> I have some issues. <laughs> Brian Williams missed some episodes and Lester Holt took over. Who is Brian Williams? On the news. <laughs> On the news. That doesn't count. Those when, are anchors. When he was oh, fine. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I need uh, an episodic host that does not have the news literally every night they're expected to miss some this week's episode is brought to you by true friends because they hardly exist anymore (laughs) uh this week's episode is brought to you by national onion ring day which is june 22nd is it really (laughs) yeah it is i'm looking at the calendar right now (laughs) okay let's go with that i (laughs) Maybe we'll get some free onion rings out of this deal. Maybe. I'm I'm gonna Maybe like I'm gonna go to the country club and be like, it's National Onion Ring Day. I want free onion rings. And Dylan's gonna be like, shut up. Yeah, we have an we have an in there. Yeah. And he's the kitchen manager now, right? He is promotion. Con- yes. Congratulations, Dylan. Yay for Dylan. I'm sorry you're not here. Yeah. But because Dylan is currently getting prepared to do his third performance of the producers tonight at 7 30 it doesn't mean anything because you'll all be listening to this on monday or tuesday it's or wednesday or whenever you choose to listen to it but it, uh this true. is happening in the past for you so it doesn't really matter yes. uh yeah so that's really cool for Dylan, for those two things yeah it's getting uh, so, positive feedback com- from yes. all i've seen so Congratulations, Hopefully Dylan. I, yes, congratulations, Dylan. Proud of you. Hopefully we can get you back next week for episode 20. Because this one's episode 19. I think I forgot to say <laughs> sure that. sure did. Man, Great. what kind of a Welcome true to host. episode 19. Well, the true fans would know. <laughs> uh, let's, let's be honest here. I'm not sure anyone actually listens to every episode. Except me do you yeah, even? i don't <laughs> no i listen to it as we're doing it live why do i need to listen to it again to make sure it's good quality well i mean like i listen while we're doing it i listen while i edit it i don't need to listen to it a third time once i put it up that's true you do have to listen through while you're editing it to make sure it's lined up yeah so so all right which sucks because i gotta listen to your annoying voice again well i mean you you chose this annoying voice as your 
best friend. And apparently you chose it because I'm one of the characters you've created, so... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Let's get in to geekdom. Yay! Okay, so we have kind of a, a double section this week because uh, the second series from Catalyst Prime came out this week called Excel, and also E3 happened. Yes. Exciting and we're things. Not, yes. The latter And more we're so. not... Super huge gamers. At least I'm not. You probably play more than I do. Uh, but yeah, probably. We're still gonna give some thoughts on it because some big things. We, yes, and we still like video games, so that's sure so do. Yeah. Okay, uh, so let's talk about Excel first. Well, I guess I'll talk about Excel, and you'll just listen since I'm the one that read it. Yep, can't wait to listen. <laughs> okay, so this is issue one. He's a speedster, and his name is Daniel Dos Santos. Ooh, so okay. he's some sort of Hispanic. I'm not sure exactly what, but the <clears throat> Catalyst Prime is really focusing on diversity in their characters. Mm-hmm. So Noble is black, Excel is Hispanic, Superb is has Down syndrome. Um, that's which that's next month, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so yeah. And so Excel, this is actually a decent issue. I might actually pick up the second issue of this one because um, it's it's pretty interesting. Okay. So he's got so Daniel Dos Santos has super speed because when all the debris from that asteroid fell during the event, he picked one up and put it under his bed, and it gave him superpowers. And this is, like, a couple months into him having powers. Uh So he already knows what he's doing and stuff, but he's still kind of learning. And it starts off that there's a hijacked plane headed for a skyscraper. And he sprints up to the skyscraper, runs up it, and then it's doing, like, the the third-person narration. Mm -hmm. Well, he's narrating it, you know, and he's saying that, there's some cool concepts that the Flash really hasn't touched upon. I, I was worried it was just going to be a Flash knockoff. Yeah. Um, but one of them is that everything is silent when he's running. Oh. Because he's just like he's faster than the speed of sound, so he just he can't hear anything. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And yeah, and then he doesn't feel pain while he's moving fast. Hmm. But he does he, he does get worn out, and once he gets worn out and stops, then his body just falls apart. Ah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so he runs so he he runs straight up the skyscraper, and busts through the bottom of the plane, grabs the hostages, takes him out, goes back up, busts through the plane, grabs the terrorist guy, and pulls him out. Hmm. And then, and then and then he runs to the hospital. So. I would assume the plane just continued on into the skyscraper because <laughs> he never did anything about that. I was like, okay, how is he going to divert the plane? Never did. It doesn't so, address it? No, it doesn't address it at all. Maybe maybe the pilots took back over after he maybe. took out okay, the terrorist. Let's, 
Let's assume that. Let's assume that the pilots did their job okay. last minute. Okay, we'll say that because it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't address it at all. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna assume that the the plane hit the skyscraper, <laughs> but he saved the people inside the plane. Um, but no, we'll say okay, we'll say the pilots saved it. There we go. So then he runs to the hospital and collapses. And I think he says, like, is there a doctor in the house or something, you know, because he's a, he's a quippy hero. Okay. And then the, the next shot is him just in, like, a full body cast because, like, every bone in his body is broken because he went through the hole of a airplane twice. Yeah, that's, so, uh, that'll do it. Yeah. But he doesn't feel it, and he can keep going because he doesn't have that pain. But then he's got super fast healing, so then he just heals himself. Hmm. Okay. Which is a normal speedster thing. Yeah. And so he's get, yeah, and then he's got this girlfriend, <clears throat> but her dad hates him. Classic. And knows that he's this hero speedster guy, so he hires a giant, arse, just dude just built out in arsenal. He's got gloves that shoot rockets out of the fingers. He's got. Uh, wrist mounted machine guns he has what looks like a luchador mask on hmm. uh, as like a helmet and his name is barrage ah. so anybody who knows our work which is like five people knows that we made a movie called the guardians where a hero was called barrage yeah didn't look so, anything like that but uh well, it's like it's almost the same concept. Yeah, of like I mean, a dude with just a bunch of guns. <clears throat> right, which but which is fitting. What are you gonna do? So Nothing. anyway, we didn't trademark it or anything. Nope, we should have because I feel like every concept from that movie has been stolen. Yeah, Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. <sighs> Man, maybe we'll talk get to, to that eventually. I'm gonna talk to that Marvel legal team about stealing our ideas. Yeah, it's on YouTube. We have solid proof that maybe they saw it. True. True. Joss Whedon could be watching our work. Anyway, back to Excel. <laughs> so they barrage and Excel square off in the middle of the street, and they're just fighting each other and punching. Um, and it's a lot better action than Noble of just kicking a gun out of someone's hand and shooting them in the head 15,000 times over and <laughs> over again. That's good, yeah. Yeah, it's actually like he's running around and the, like countering and like figuring out how to fight a super fast guy so it's pretty decent um and the police show up i think it takes place in los angeles which was kind of cool because they were saying street names i'm like i know where that is so that was fun um but then the police show up and then they disperse and they both get away and then it's like oh what what happened to him where is he i i'm his girlfriend i love him daddy why are you trying to kill him and that's how it ends Oh, okay. So, it's pretty good. I If that didn't spoil it for you, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun read. And I'm, I might pick up the second issue. I'll probably reread this first one mm-hmm. to see if I want to pick up the second one. Um, but I'm definitely going to get Superb, uh, which comes out July thir- 12th. Yeah. Ah. July 12th. Perfect. Just before you come back to Illinois. That's true. Ooh, that means I could read it. Yeah. Okay, I'll bring it with me. 
Excellent. And so uh, we will be reviewing that. Uh, possibly Excel issue number two, if I grab that as well. Uh, yeah. But there you go. So that's uh, that's series number two in Catalyst Prime. Noble number two also came out this month, but I, I have no interest in it. You just didn't really care. Nah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But shall we move on to E3? Uh, yeah, sounds like it's the appropriate time to proceed. Okay, so E3 happened this week. And sure did. for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> it's a gaming thing. What's this? Electronic Entertainment Expo, right? Yeah, that's Yeah, that's right. what it is. Uh, but everybody knows that. Okay, so a bunch of games and gaming stuff premiered. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? I, wrote, I have just a list of cool things that I saw. Uh, gosh, there's so much. Uh, let's start with uh, the the Xbox One X. The strangest named console I've ever heard. Uh, I I heard a theory on this. Um, what if they named it the Xbox One X because the acronym is Xbox? That's stupid. So I get it. We've gone a full I get it, but I hate that. from the original. I hate that so much. <laughs> I feel like it's true though. I feel like they went Xbox and then Xbox 360 because the X made a a circle on the original Xbox console. They were like, oh, well, there was a circle, so 360. And then after that, they were like, uh, Xbox One, because it's one home entertainment console. And then they made this new one, and they were like, uh, I, I got nothing, guys. Can we go with Xbox again? No, we can't. What if we go with Xbox One X, because then it spells Xbox if you go with just the first letters? Oh, that's brilliant. Let's do that. You can't see me right now, but I'm Jean-Luc Picard facepalming you. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I imagined it as soon as you said you can't see me. <laughs> I mean, so it's... So I can see you. <laughs> it's a theory. It's probably 100% true. But I hate it. <laughs> Come up with a better name. Xbox One was already confusing because then it's like, oh, I have Xbox. Which one? I have Xbox One. Oh, the original? No, the Xbox One. Oh, so the first one. No, no, no. The Xbox One, the new one. But the, the one is... The third generation. The one is, comes before three. I don't get it. Like, I'm... Yeah. I'm an Xbox loyal, I mean, but... Come up with better names. They wanted to... They wanted to be different from PlayStation since PlayStation went one, two, three, four. That's because that makes but, sense. Uh, it sure does, doesn't it? But you know what? When you are a multi-billion-dollar corporation, you can make things make sense or not make sense. That'll be up to you and your multi-billions of well, dollars. Well, if I have multi-billions of dollars, I've probably spent my whole life making things that make sense. Maybe not, though. Whatever. <laughs> this, I don't know. Okay, let's move Anyways. on from the name. Uh, <clears throat> this is going to be 
the most powerful console ever made on the market. Yeah, it's... They they held off on announcing it when PlayStation announced the PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. um, Which is like their pseudo next generation console. Yeah, it's kind of a halvesies console. Yeah. Um, They held off on announcing it last year to go in direct competition with PlayStation on that, which seems like it was the smart thing to do because the specs on the on the X, I'm just going to call it the X, um, are, are way better than the specs yeah. on the Pro. Like, it, it blows the Pro out of the water, which is exactly what Xbox needed because uh, PlayStation 4 has been outselling the Xbox One for... Yeah, but because of that, with those incredible (coughs) specs and hardware, it carries a hefty price tag. $500 Yeah, and that's going to come out around Christmas time this year, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Late November, Mm -hmm. I believe. So just in time for the holidays. Um, But here's the thing. If you remember that xbox 360 was about 500 when it was released it's very common for new consoles to release at this high a price it's still but it's getting easy they're getting easier to make but also getting better quality so like the price has been coming down yeah it's uh and that's without a bundle i'm pretty sure that's just the console like it's not even like a console and controller no game yeah or anything yeah i mean it's expensive but it's still gonna have a huge release i bet maybe Um, they're just saying 500 but then it's like constantly on sale yeah i think i think it'll release for the holiday season at 500 and then by the spring it'll be down to 450 the following fall it'll be down to fall yeah. to 400 and that i think maybe is when i will get one late 2018 because of a game that's coming out that i hope you're also excited Ooh. for which is anthem oh oh my gosh i had heard nothing about this and when i saw that trailer yeah. My mind was blown it looks it incredible and i'm reading all these articles about it and they all start off with after mm-hmm. the disappointing release of Mass Effect Andromeda. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Oh, I know. That game's right? incredible. <laughs> that's that's the one that I read. Yeah, it's, I mean, it has its issues, but it, I don't know. I guess it did um, underperform from what they were expecting, which is disappointing because I've heard that they're um, backing off on their expected release of the next yeah, which Mass sucks because I want more Mass Effect. But I know, Anthem so looks good. sweet, although it does look kind of just like a Destiny knockoff. But knockoff in like yeah, but knockoff, bit, but, but like better looking. It's not like pix like pixel knockoff. It's just like this is just a Destiny Destiny from a different developer. Yeah, pretty much, and I mean. 
it looks like uh, it looks a lot different from Destiny in the um, game concept, but like the the base concept, you've got these essentially guardians. They call them freelancers, but they're the same thing as the guardians yeah. in Destiny. They're protecting the one city that humanity has as a yeah. sanctuary. Um, they're the only ones that can leave the city. So yeah, it's that that concept is basically mm-hmm. the same. But oh, the funny thing is, I I forget what we were talking about, but it was me and Cassie were just talking. I'm like, you know, it'd be sweet if they made a Mass Effect mode that was like Destiny, where it was like open world but you can move around within like the mass effect world and other people could manipulate stuff and whatever. And then that night they announced mm. Anthem. It's like, <laughs> I'm ahead of the game. Look at that. <laughs> that's, mm. that's pretty funny. Um, so, Oh, another game I know you're excited about is battlefront two, which I Ooh. I am both excited and very skeptical because well, cause Battlefront kind of burned everybody. So A like bit. The, the gameplay on Battlefront is great, but it had for me at least it had matchmaking issues. There was no single player campaign. Um there was no split screen on mm-hmm. live. Which is, like, that's a huge mm-hmm. thing whenever, like, both of our wives like to play Xbox with us. So, like, that's a huge thing that we can't yes. sit down and play on live together on the same TV. Yeah, there's very limited options yeah. for doing that. There's the multiplayer survival yeah. missions. and Plus, it had, pretty much it, it had probably the greatest shooter on the PlayStation 2 to compete with. In, in Battlefront 2, like the original one, because that I yes. lived on that game. It was amazing. Yeah, it had a great campaign, and the it had, like, early multiplayer, didn't it? I think it did. On the early PlayStation Network? Yeah, like, really early. It was one of the first ones. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I loved the... F- I loved those original ones. And I just yeah, felt like really this fun. one didn't live up to it. But Battlefront 2 looks like it's corrected a lot of those mistakes. Yeah, I had heard one of the things with the single-player campaign in Battlefront was that uh, in a rush to release it earlier than they originally intended, they cut the single-player campaign. Which is bullshit. Just delay it and make sure you release a full game. Yeah, um, which brings up no no season pass on this one. All of the DLC will be free. Yeah, which that's cool. Because if you're not going to release the full game at launch, don't make people pay an extra 60 bucks to get the $60 game. Yeah, which EA has been really notorious for doing that. So that's a yes. big step up for them to release all this stuff free. Yep, smart move. I think they realized that they pissed off a lot of Star Wars fans um, with 
how they handled Battlefront, and and they actually did the smart thing and said, okay, what are the biggest problems and how can we fix them? Yeah. Oh, well, we, we screwed the single-player campaign out of the game. Okay, well, we were already making a single-player campaign for Battlefront 2. Let's just make it huge and epic. Okay, uh, what else? Well, we didn't release a complete game, so that was kind of shitty of us. Yeah. Uh, okay, don't do that. Got yep. it. Let's cover all eras of Star Wars. Oh, man. I cannot wait to be able to fight across 60 years of Star Wars. Yeah. Because, like, the prequels suck, but you got to admit the battle scenes are at least really fun. Mm-hmm. So that'll be sweet. Especially the concept of getting to be a B4 battle droid. Yeah. No, it's Those a B1. Are sweet. The B1 battle droid. That's my fault. Wait, which one's the that. B1? The B1 is the Roger Roger. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and B2 is the the big destroyers. Yeah. What's the... I'm looking it up. Oh, no. The roly-polies? The droidica? Yeah. B4 is the the big blue ones. Oh, B4 is the Those big guys are ones. cool. Okay. Yeah, they are. With their arm rocket launchers and cannons. There's too many numbers and words and letters and... Whatever. So what else are you looking forward to? Other game such things? Um... I was actually... This one makes me a little torn. Um, Detroit Become Human. Have you seen this? No. Okay. You probably haven't because it's PlayStation 4 exclusive, which is why I'm a little torn, because I was literally just contemplating getting rid of my PlayStation 4. Um, So Detroit Become Human, as you would imagine, is set in Detroit. And it is about, it's set in the future, and it is about an android revolution. Okay. So, um, your main characters, there's Marcus seems to be the playable main character, and then I didn't catch the name of the female that is his companion, but essentially they're, they're androids that somehow got freed from their programming. So they're free thinking, um, and in this world... Uh, androids are are sold and bought to serve to serve as servants mm-hmm. and and do whatever tasks you need them to do. Um, so the ones that have been freed from their programming are see that as just slavery because they see themselves as human. Hence, the other part of the title become human. Right. So they you lead a revolt in Detroit to free all these androids because um, Detroit's like the hub for the corporation that makes them, which is called Cyberlife. Um, and a really cool aspect of it is that... <clears throat> All of the choices you make affect 
the gameplay. So, okay. so like every time something happens, you can choose different ways to respond to it. One of the things they highlight in the trailer is um, you're getting ready to break into a facility to let out a bunch of androids and this like police drone spots you and alerts the authorities and then you have the choice to run or to like stay and fight there's like four choices and they're all basically fight or flight choices it's just different how you choose to do it but yeah so like the thing that they they show is um how will you choose to revolt will you be a pacifist or choose the path of violence so Hmm. that's cool it looks really cool um and it's making me really conflicted on whether or not to get rid of my playstation but dylan has a playstation i could just buy it quote-unquote for him yeah (laughs) get him a birthday present or something yeah i mean i didn't see the release date i know it's 2018 for that um i don't think it has yeah it hasn't announced an official release date yet so sounds cool though we'll see yeah it does it does look pretty good mm-hmm. um so no oh this other one i don't really know much about it but i think you tagged me in it on facebook yeah. it's a way out which is the prison breakout where it's uh, i think it's exclusively multiplayer i oh yes okay yeah it looks a little cartoony it like does the animation a bit, style but the concept is really cool yeah it's uh and i'm always hopeful for games like this because they're big idea stuff like that and then yes they're usually letdowns so <laughs> i hope that this one isn't but it seems really cool um where so ex- it's exclusively multiplayer uh, with two people where you're both in prison and you're trying yes. to break out and then probably not get caught once you once you get out. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Um, so that we might have to both get that and play that as long as it yeah, has maybe. good reviews. I don't want to buy yeah, a crappy uh, game. Yeah. No. We'll we'll wait and see how the reviews come and. Yeah. Uh, because cause also, uh, I'm going to be a father by then. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm still right. going to be working a lot. I don't know. It's going to get real tricky in, in the future. This is true. Um, oh, but yeah, so, I don't know much about it, but I am looking forward to it. To at yeah. least see how it turns out. I agree with that. Yes. I will pay close attention and, I don't know, maybe buy it if I discover that I still have time to do things I enjoy. <laughs> so, uh, another one that I'm 
pretty upset is a PlayStation exclusive is the next Spider-Man game. Oh my gosh. I watched gameplay footage of this. Yeah. And it looks incredible. Yeah. It looks real good. Did you see it where he's in the warehouse, like taking, just taking dudes out? Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. He's just zipping around doing a bunch of web tricks and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I remember the the Spider-Man, I think it was Spider-Man 3 video game for the PlayStation 2. And that was so fun. Yeah, bad movie, good Spider-Man game. Spider-Man games, yeah, Spider-Man games have been like, I don't know, they're real hit or miss. But there's a couple. There was one on the 360 that was a Spider-Man game that was excellent also. but Ultimate Spider-Man was really good. Yeah, and that was really it. cartoony, right? Yeah, because it was based on the comic. Right. But it was really good. I I played that a little bit. That was fun. But I'm, Spider-Man is such a fun character for a video game. And gosh, why does PlayStation have to be getting all of these good exclusives right now? Because Sony... Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. But it is very upsetting because that's probably a game that I would want to play. But I don't have a PlayStation and I don't want to spend the money on it. Right. But you know what? Uh, Darn it. They're getting Anthem. I thought that was an Xbox exclusive. All right. I got nothing. Xbox is really fallen behind on these exclusives yeah they have they used to be really good on it like they still got gears of war right yeah gears of war and halo but halo's gone downhill when are they releasing any more of those i don't know man i don't know i don't know the the glory days of exclusives for the xbox maybe in the past but so let's maybe too soon to tell so let's move on from that and go over to the Switch because yes! and talk about Pokemon. Yeah. Wait, did they <laughs> did they release a console Pokemon game or announce it? Yes. Oh, I missed that. How did I miss that? Uh the the title for it is just Pokemon Switch right now. Um so I I don't know how close it is to being released um but they did officially announce hey we're we're doing this is it pokemon stars well that was the rumored title um because the the latest generation was sun and moon so the rumor was they were going to release one called stars Uh, for the switch But right now, uh, it doesn't have a release date. It doesn't even have a logo outside of the Pokemon logo. So they're only calling it Pokemon Switch. Okay, that's why I didn't really hear about right it now. then. Because it was literally just like, it's happening, but we have nothing for yeah, you. Yeah, they, they don't have yeah they don't have anything for it. I would expect a 2018 release, but... Um, Hopefully spring 2018. I'll have to get a switch for that. Yep. I was just going to say, 
if uh, if I do in fact get rid of my PlayStation Four, I think it's going to be to to pick yeah. up the Switch because then that doubles as a Game Boy too. Yes, being able to carry it around with me so much more convenient. I can try to sneak it into work. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's what you want to be doing on a production floor at Caterpillar is playing Pokemon. You know what? You know what? I get breaks. That's fair. Pack it in the external compartment of my lunchbox and just pull it out, set it up during my breaks, and just play a little Pokemon. There we go. And you can play a little yeah, Mario Yeah, and you can be Kart. sitting there getting really into it while a bunch of your work buddies are like leaning over you wide-eyed and ooing and eyeing as a camera, as a camera yeah, slowly pans around you. I don't have yeah. any work buddies. It's pretty isolated. Okay, well, <laughs> that's what the... I don't know. They're continuing to hire. Maybe I'll get a there work we go. buddy. Good luck. Because I know for a fact I cannot run four machines by myself. There will constantly be at least one machine that's waiting on me to do something because I'm doing something at you a different You have two machine. hands and two feet. You can do four machines with that. Yeah, they're definitely located that close yep. together. So also on the Switch was the weirdest yes. announcement game in Super Mario Odyssey. You think that one's the he weirdest? He takes off his hat and possesses people. Okay, you're right. It is pretty weird. <laughs> That's the gameplay. He throws his hat at things and he possesses it. He's in a no- he's in a normal human world. Like I just walk out my door and there's Mario. And if he just puts his hat on me, I'm done. I'm he's possessed me now. Like that's in the game. That is weird. I don't like it. Mario should not be in the human world. Taking over real people's bodies. Yeah, that's that's got a chance to be real strange. This is gonna get. What if? Oh man, what if Peach can do it too with her crown? <laughs> and they just go around just possessing people and just making out in a bunch of other people's bodies. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what the Mario franchise is about. That's what the. That's what the Mario fan fiction is about, though. <laughs> well, I'm sure we like, will get there is that, a <laughs> especially now that you've put it yes. out in the world. There, but there's, there Good is job. a vast difference between the people who make Mario and the people who play Mario. <laughs> it's probably yes. very, I did very see true. this thing online, though, where someone said, what if this whole time Mario's just been a hat? that's been possessing a helpless plumber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that would be that's funny. some great canon put up for, mm-hmm. for speculation. So I'm really looking forward to how this game plays out because it could get real dark and real weird real, real fast. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you got anything else? Just real quick, uh, South Park, The uh, Fractured yeah, Butthole. Yeah, I love that title. Sorry, The Fractured yeah, Butthole. That's a great title. <laughs> got to make sure the right emphasis is on there. They've always got really Yeah, that's pretty titles. great. Uh, Assassin's Creed is getting... Pre- oh, no, go That ahead. comes out October, okay, October 17th. 17th. Yeah. 
uh, Assassin's Creed's getting a prequel set in Egypt. Yes. As you know, I'm a huge yeah, Assassin's Creed fan. Yeah, I figured you'd be up for that. I love these games, and i got to be honest, I haven't been impressed with a game in a yeah. few years. I haven't really gotten into them. So, when... Because uh, Unity was set during the French Revolution, and, like, it was okay, but it just felt kind of kind of lacking it felt like they could have done more and then syndicate which was fairly well received and it i just didn't really care that much about it you played a brother and a sister assassin that like take over a crime organization in London to take down the Templars who are also running crime organizations. Oh, okay. It... I don't know. That was weird. They've gotten pretty far away from the noble assassin versus Templar thing, and it's just kind of... Yeah. Kind of weird. I don't know why they couldn't have just continued on the clear path that they were setting up originally, which in the first one, you're way back in the 1100s during the first crusade. And then they skip skip forward 300 years to the 1400s in Italy. And you got more flashes into the present day as the main character Desmond. Right. And, that lasted for three games. And then you skipped 300 more years into the American Revolution in the 1700s with Assassin's Creed 3. And you got some more modern day play with Desmond. And you were like, this is awesome. They are clearly setting it up to skip another 300 years. And the next game is all going to be modern uh, present day Assassin's versus Templars and it's going to be like a mirror edge type game and it's going to be awesome and then they killed Desmond at the end of 3 and they were like by the way fuck <laughs> every idea you had we're yeah, not doing sweet. that <laughs> we're we're just going to go back in time yep. again and now they cuz they've ran out of space to go forward so they're going back all the way to ancient Egypt I mean yeah and it looks cool. Um, the concept of the origins of the Assassin Order is... That'll be a really interesting um, design to explore. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a good thought for them to just kind of give themselves more time to figure out what the hell they're doing by going way back in time. And then... However, with that said, I do not want the next one to be set in ancient (laughs) Rome. I don't want it. I want... I want, like, World War II at the (laughs) earliest. And, uh... I want Hitler to have been a Templar, and I want Hitler to not have committed suicide, but have been assassinated by an assassin. 
of the Assassin's Creed. That's what I want them to do. Are you listening to yeah, me, Ubisoft? Don't do it. <laughs> and then we can get Assassin's Creed Genesis. Who really killed Abel? <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> but they can name the next one Assassin's Creed Genocide because it's going to be about World War II. And, and on that note, Hitler. we're going to move on <laughs> to <laughs> Call of Duty World War II. Why? <laughs> I just want to... <laughs> Call of Duty, yeah. we're taking it back to pretty I much right want, where we started. I don't want to talk about it at all because I don't care about Call of Duty, but they've already made... That's like where it started. Why are you doing it again? Well, the first Call of Duty was World War One. So Call of Duty hasn't done World War How? Two. It had well, to have. Oh, you know what? No, I was Call of Duty say, Two yeah. was World War Two. Because Call of Duty Three was the first modern warfare. It was. All right. Let me look I it think up. So. <clears throat> All right. Fact check me. You know what? No, I'm just going to move on with my alternative facts. So, <laughs> Call of Duty 3 was definitely no, it was just Call the of Duty first 3. Modern Warfare. And no, no 4 was, was the first Modern, modern Warfare. warfare. <clears throat> I have a picture of it right fake here. Fake news. You fake news. You have no... You have no pictures. You're not showing them to me. Three so was just three. Real. It's Call of Duty um, 4 Modern Warfare. <clears throat> All right. Well, I was pretty close. Regardless, Battlefield just went and did Battlefield 1 with World War 1. And for whatever reason, it was a huge success. Like, I played it. It was fine. But that's all it was. It was just fine. Yeah. Um, and so now Call of Duty's like, oh look, people really liked World War One. Let's let's give them World Woo, War Two again. Okay. <clears throat> Which, here's the thing. I like World War Two as a setting for a war game, but make it bigger. World War Two was. A world war. There were battles on three continents. Yeah. Three continents. Four. I don't know. One, two. Three. I don't Asia, Europe, yeah. Africa. And then all over the South Pacific. Yeah. We just... So... If if this isn't a massive game where you're fighting on all of those landscapes, then it's a disappointment. It's a letdown. Also, let me get in a freaking P-51 Mustang and shoot down some damn Jap Zeros or some freaking German... I I'll don't remember it. the name of them. So, yeah, uh, here's to hoping it's... Seriously. They, yeah, here's to hoping to it's not just another generic in. World War II game. 
It needs to be the biggest Call of Duty they've ever made. It needs it needs to have a campaign that's like 15 hours at a least. A campaign that lasts as long as the war did. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not that. But but there's there's a lot of ground to cover. They have so much material to pull from. Just make it worth my freaking money, Call of Duty. Yeah. I don't even know when this comes out. Did you look nah, up the, care. the release date on that one? It'll just come out when it comes out. Okay, I'm going to look it up. I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick like... Um, phone, stop. Do you got any other... scrolling undone. Call of Duty, World War II. Oh, that's weird. Uh, well, November 3rd this year... Uh, <laughs> I just have no hope. There's also a game called Call of Cthulhu. I don't know. I might buy that instead of Call of Duty just just because it's it's a, it's a different call. That's and fair. I just I don't care. Do you have any other games that uh, you want to hit real quick? Uh, cool. No, so, I don't. There you go. That's kind of our. Yep. I mean, there was a that lot was more E3. to it, but that was what we saw and actually care about. If if you want to know more, just frickin' use Google. Give it a Googs. Put in E3 yep. 2017. You're going to get a whole bunch of hits. Uh, Inside Gamer News, IGN, has a bunch of articles, and... They'll break down different games. They'll break down the PlayStation, the Xbox, well, Microsoft, Nintendo. They'll do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and if you want to know more of our thoughts on <clears throat> on games and E3 and stuff, you can contact us. But nobody yeah. wants to do that. Send us a tweet, an email, a <clears throat> Facebook message, a Facebook post. Yep. Maybe maybe we should just plug contacting us throughout the episode cuz maybe people don't listen to the end Austin. Maybe. I don't know. If you don't listen to the end, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send, us, send us an email at the shakedown podcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet uh, or, at the shakedown pod or a Facebook message at the shakedown pod. Yeah. Uh, or, or Do any of those leave things. a post on our wall. Say, hey, uh, you bore me. I, I don't get through the first 20 minutes. But for some reason, I subscribed. And and because I'm apparently 45 to 65, I, I'm not really <laughs> sure how to unsubscribe. And somehow I've made it 50 minutes into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And here we go. Moving on to the sports. What? No. What? <laughs> to the film and TV. Damn it, you are right. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I just saw the 50-minute mark, and I'm like, all right, it's got to be sports time now. Not quite. Film and TV. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, so we're a couple weeks behind on this because... Uh, we've been 
busy with forgetting about it and also Wonder Woman and such. Yeah. But um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine wrapped up its fourth season. Yeah. Its fourth season a couple of weeks ago. Um, As usual, they have left it on a semi-cliffhanger. What do you mean semi-cliffhanger? I mean, that's a it's only semi-cliffhanger. No, that's a full-on erect cliffhanger. No, because you know how it's going to open next season. We just don't know what they're going to be doing to correct the problem in the meantime. Whatever. Um, that's a cliffhanger. We'll, we'll get into that in, like, three minutes when we get into spoilers. <laughs> okay. So, uh, for those of you that don't watch, Brooklyn Nine-Nine stars Andy Samberg, Terry Crews, some other people. Um, yep. That's, that's the makings of a good show, is two people and then some other people. <laughs> yep. Um, and it is a detective police comedy series set in, you guessed it, Brooklyn in New York City. Is that why it's called Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes, because they are the 99th precinct. Wow. No, I knew that. <laughs> Don't write in and make fun of me. Actually, no. Write in and make fun of me. We need somebody to write in. <laughs> Tweet in, make fun of Austin at the Shakedown Pod. <laughs> Send us an email at the Shakedown Podcast. <laughs> At gmail.com. So, yeah, this might be the first non-nerdy thing that we've talked about. Right? It may be, because, I mean, it's it's pretty mainstream uh, TV. Yeah. Um, It's very funny. Uh, Yeah, it's from the guys that did The Office and Parks and Rec. So, if you like those shows then you'll love this. And if you don't like those shows, then you are not human. Yeah, then if you don't like those shows, then how do you listen to this podcast? Because we, like, live in the vein of those shows. That's true. Uh, plus, it's got Andy Samberg. So if you like The Lonely Island or any of the other things that he did on SNL, you'll also enjoy pretty much everything he does on this show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but... So Andy plays the character Jake Peralta. He's one of the top detectives for the 9-9. Terry Crews is his sergeant. I love Terry Crews. I love Terry Crews so much. Man, he is funny. Yeah. <clears throat> and they do great things with the fact that he's just a physical specimen of... Gosh, he is massive. Incredible. He is a brick wall. He is, and his his ability to isolate different muscles is insane. Have you seen the video where they hooked up um, little sensors to a bunch of his muscles, and he played, like, a drum set just by <laughs> flexing his muscles? Yeah, I think it was an Old Spice thing, wasn't it? <clears throat> uh, Back yeah, when he was their sure. spokesperson. <clears throat> yeah, that was, man, it was just insane. Yeah. How do you have that much control of that many muscles individually? I don't know. I don't know, but 
this season, uh, it it mostly jumps around. You know, they've got little like one or two episode story arcs, but um, mostly it just kind of goes through the year and just like your life doesn't actually follow a story arc as far as you know. Yeah, unless God's just playing um, games with you. Well, unless you're me, because apparently I'm a character that Austin created, so I'm assuming you have a story arc planned out yep. for me. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, it it ends. We will get into spoilers here. The last two episodes are... Jake and Rosa Diaz, um, uh, they get involved with this, like, I think it's been like the last four or five. It's kind of like a, yeah, it's been, it's like a special unit that Hawkins, it's a task task force. force. And so Hawkins runs this up and they find out she's dirty. So they're trying to expose her Yeah, she's been robbing these banks. Mm -hmm. And so they they bring it to Captain Holt's attention, and Holt's like, oh, well, you need to pursue this. And they're like, okay. And they think that they've got her, and they they text Holt, and they're like, hey, we're we're with her. We're about to rob this bank. Show up and bust us. And uh, turns out they did not go to the bank they thought they were going to, and Hawkins set them up, and, and they get arrested for lots of bank robberies 26 million dollars worth oh how the turntables turn yes and so yeah so the the last episode was just the trial and everybody thinking oh they're gonna get off they have all the evidence and then hawkins just being like three steps ahead of them just twist after twist and now they have been found guilty Guilty of the burglar. Yep, so Diaz and Peralta are going to prison for 15 years. Cool, 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 He's ended the season on on a I'm going to prison or I'm joining the FBI or I'm going into witness protection. Yeah, that's happened to him a couple of times. But I think season five is going to pick up 15 years later. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think you're wrong about that. Boyle's already got the white hair, so he looks old. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. <clears throat> Stress from the trial. Um, so what do you so what do you think I have no idea how they're gonna get out of it but obviously they're gonna get out of it all right so obviously uh, Boyle and Terry with those three hackers that for some reason wasted a bunch of time hacking into Terry's past yeah that was fun I was getting mad I was like come on people do your jobs <laughs> Um, they, they dug up the whole, uh, that witness guy put the money into the fake accounts. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to then trace 
further trace how the money got into his account to transfer it to theirs. I don't know. The right. 99 probably probably Boyle and Santiago um, are going to do some hardcore investigating and find proof yeah. that Hawkins is the dirty one and then Hawkins is going to go into hiding and then they're going to get Rosa and Jake out and they'll have to find Hawkins. But yeah, I could see that. I think Amy's going to be a drunken wreck. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be funny. Yeah. Drunk Amy is really funny. But alcoholism is no joke. No, it is not. If you or someone you love has a problem with alcoholism, uh, please seek help. There are hotlines you can call, and there are rehabs that will actually assist you with alcoholism. Yes. But on that on note... On a lighter note... <laughs> I did yeah, Amy's going to be a, a wreck, I think, at the start <laughs> of the season. On a lighter note, uh, one more button, I'll hold you in contempt, name your sex tape. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I love the name your sex tape jokes. Yeah. They're so funny. It was like it was a huge thing right at the beginning of, this, of the series, and then it's died off, but every time they do it, it's so good. It was like that's it's what she said with The callback. Office. Yes, exactly. It's so good. Um, Name of Amy's sex tape. Yep. So, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Get caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then, and then tweet us your opinions yes, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And then come back in the fall. Hopefully. I hope it's not a mid-season thing. Oh, no. But hopefully come it back in the be. fall for season five of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's very nice. Now, now is it sports? Now it's sports. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, as you should all be fondly aware, the Golden State Warriors crushed the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game Five. They won the oh. the finals four one. LeBron loses again. I'm real happy about that because, surprise, surprise, yeah. I hate LeBron. Yep. Not as a person. Great guy. Very, yeah. very. He's an upstanding individual. Uh, but as a player, what a crybaby on the court. If you, if you cannot just play the game and win without falling down and faking injuries and crap, then shut up. Get a real job. Stop playing a game as your profession. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, yeah, uh, he's a very skilled player. Uh, he just, he's hes a faker. He's quite the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but congratulations but to the Warriors. Congratulations. Real happy for Kevin Durant, the finals MVP. Man, he was a monster in the finals. Yes. Yeah. He was. But the season is over now which means we don't have to talk about the NBA for a very long time. Thank goodness. I mean, we might bring up the NBA draft when it happens. We'll see what happens with Lonzo Ball and, more appropriately, what happens with his idiot father. That's true. But that involves college basketball, though. So that's actually somewhat interesting. 
I still say that whatever team signs Lonzo Ball, because he is a very good player, um, but whatever team signs him, they're they're going to have to put some sort of clause in his contract that says, listen, your father is not a part of this team or a member of this organization. He cannot speak on your behalf in public. Yeah. And if Lonzo Ball is smart, he'll be like, yep, you're right. Yeah, that that's you're that's a deal sir true and then of course we'll get some big aaron Rodgers type fallout where his dad's like my son doesn't talk me he don't respect me no more and no one will care and it's all the fault of insert nba team here yeah and exactly no one will care they'll be like shut up we are sick of you terrible for your kid so yeah yeah i see I see Alonzo Ball's draft stock falling because of his father directly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, outside of that, um, yeah, it's, nothing's really happening. You had something else, though, right? Yes. So I saw, you know, people will put up, um, like, fan-made redesigns of team uniforms or team helmets and stuff all the time. Yeah. And there'll be, like, crossovers with stuff. I saw a pretty interesting one that would actually be an excellent marketing idea across um, cities. And it is to do like one game per year where the city's teams cross over with, with the colors of one of the other teams. So like the Bears would wear red and blue or red and black or black and white, but no one likes the White Sox, so probably not that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it was a really interesting idea because it it uh, it's a good marketing campaign for both teams, uh, especially if the Bears do do the Cubs because they just won a World Series. Like everybody loves the Cubs right yeah. now. If you released a, like, limited release jersey that was a Bears jersey and Cubs colors, it would sell buku fast. Yeah, that would be, that's a really cool idea. But then what about the cities that only have one team, like St. Louis? St. Louis doesn't have a team. Well, they have a baseball team. Oh, you mean just just football. Well, I was just talking football, but uh, most cities that have most cities don't have just one major major league sport because St. Louis has baseball. They also have hockey. I forgot about hockey. So the Blues and the Cardinals can cross over. uh, Portland. I think Portland only has one. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have a major league soccer team. Are we counting soccer? It's a major league sport. Oh, my sport. gosh. You just keep on bringing so much shit into this. Well, I'm saying that it, most teams do not have... Most cities that have a major league sport do not just have one team. Yeah. I can't <clears throat> think of any other ones. But the, the few that do, like um, Jacksonville, I think they only have the Jaguars, but... Uh, no, they have an under professional underwater basket weaving team. <laughs> uh, 
but Jacksonville, the proposed crossover for them was the Magic. Why? Because Orlando's close-ish to Jacksonville. That's true. Um, but the Dolphins obviously cross over with the Heat. Uh, the Buccaneers have two options. They can cross over with the Rays or they could cross over with the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is NHL. Yeah. And the Lightning have been decent the past couple of years. Uh, I know they made the playoffs last year, and I think they might have made it this year and been eliminated in the first round. But Oh, uh, what about the Raiders? They're in Las Vegas. Well, when they move, they will be shit out of luck. But for right now, they can cross over with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders logo looks pretty cool in golden blue. Or the A's. Golden green would be sweet. Golden green. Either one. I think they're more likely to cross over with the Warriors since they just won a title if they did that. Obviously, because the A's are terrible. Yeah, man. They were really good a couple years ago, and it was literally just one season. Yeah. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. So that'd be a really sweet idea. It'll never happen. Never happen because that would take way too much cooperation across multiple organizations. And you'd also have to do some sort of thing. I would assume that you wouldn't just want to have the home team doing the crossover. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, it'd be really good. Uh, Bears Packers with the Packers wearing the white socks and the bears wearing the cubs that'd be really cool (laughs) that'd be awesome i don't think the packers would do it because they're like we're not from chicago though you idiots green bay doesn't have anything else do they uh they have the milwaukee bucks oh and the brewers too yes yeah i guess that counts that's close enough the Bucks are also golden green, though. So, like, it's a slightly different gold than the Packers yellow, but... Yeah, I vote Brewers. Yeah, because they're, like, blue and gold, right? Yes. Like a, yeah, like a really dark navy. It's a navy and a, blue and, and gold. And a dark gold. Yeah. Yeah. I also vote Brewers. Which would also work. The... the yeah. Packers as the Brewers and the Bears as the Cubs. Yep. Make it happen, NFL. I know you won't, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool. We'll never see it in our lifetime, but man, what a thought. Yep. Well, good find. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. All right, Austin, where can they contact us if they so choose to? Well, for like the fifth time this episode, you can email us at theshakedownpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Shakedown Pod. We also have our website, darknebulaentertainment.com, and you can find us in the Shakedown tab on that. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, We always appreciate that. And I think that's it. 
You got any closing remarks? Uh, Great. I didn't think so either. I am Austin Stevens. I'm your host, Dan Schweizer. And this has been The Shakedown. Shakedown.